Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson uh, on today's episode. Of course, we're going to be talking about all things White Rabbit in WWE. Yeah. Also on last night's Raw, we had a return... Uh, a bunch of story developments. Extreme Rules seems to be loaded with stipulation matches. So we're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, we're also going to talk about Malachi Black, the latest on uh, is he going to go to WWE? Is he going to stay with AEW? He was in a car last night on Instagram Live. We got the scoop on what Malachi had to say straight from the source as he likes it. Mm-hmm. But first... Related to, pertaining to, and of course we talked about this yesterday, this the alleged mass exodus. Well, our sources said 80% of the company won out after watching that Raw last night, last night, Larson. I'm joking, yeah. but uh, we do have an update yes. on, on this whole AW. Are they going to be, people are going to be released if they ask for it, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that extensively last night, how Tony Khan react to uh, release requests from unhappy AEW talents would he hold them to their deals or we let them leave to pursue uh, other opportunities well if Dave Meltzer is be believed it seems it's going to be the former as Dave mentioned on the most recent Wrestling Observer Radio the following of these transcripts are from WrestlingNews.co quote nobody's getting released that's yeah. the doctrine 
Tony Khan made that very clear, I guess, in the last couple days. Now it's just uh, uh, he, Malachi, not being released. Buddy Matthews isn't being released. Now they may, they may be back sooner than before. Whatever, that's the situation. I think they both wanted to go and try to get a way out, and it's what we talked about last night. That's decision that was made. It's not to say it's hard and fast. Well, if it's not hard and fast, it's not a doctrine, Dave. Whoa, 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 editorializing. Sorry, and there'd be no <laughs> way they'd ever give anybody release, but I think it's pretty much the deal that if this happened in the other company, WWE, that is. Uh, sorry, editorializing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Would these people get releases? And the answer is no. They signed the contract, so basically now their option is to sit at home, and he, he being Tony Khan, can extend the contract. They sit at home or wrestle, so now they're going to wrestle. Ooh, well, well, my goodness. So, uh, at least coming from Dave Meltzer, here's the thing: the doctrine. Written if it's in a stone, doctrine, unless it's not exactly. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if, it, if it's if it's if it's not hard and fast, then it's not a doctrine. He's a he's a contract originalist. <laughs> Whatever is originally in the oh, contract, you're going to stick oh. to that. So let let's talk about Malachi Black because this relates directly to yeah. this. Yeah, as Malachi Black. Uh, had had said in, in in various statements, if if it didn't come from Malachi, you didn't hear it. Didn't happen unless it came directly from Malachi Black, giving you the real scoop, the real the real shoot from the hip here. So following weeks of rumors, rumors and innuendo that he had asked and was potentially granted his release, conditional or no, from AEW, Malachi Black took to Instagram Live to debunk those rumors. And revealed that he recently received death threats because of all this. These transcripts come to you via Fightful. He says, in a time where I'm supposed to take care of myself and kind of wind down, I have to deal with kind of with this kind of stupid bullshit from people who are not in the business and pretending that they are in the business with all of their sources. You know, the worst thing about it is for the past three days, I've been getting hateful comments and today even two death threats. Death threats? Death threats? You wish death upon a person because of what someone else had said and then say that it's confirmed? It's not confirmed. Clearly, it's not confirmed. None of it's confirmed. There's no confirmation because I haven't left. That's what this whole thing was about. I've been given time off by Tony to take care of a bunch of stuff. All this stuff has been played up like weeks. All this stuff was weeks ago. He continues. I would like to very much go back to just working on my stuff, working on my private life, private life, working on getting to the point of feeling good again. So I hope that this puts all this stuff to bed. I am definitely not going to be on my social media for a while because, like, my God. Again, guys, stop believing these things. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I will see you guys in a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. Like I said, I'm only taking some time off. That's it. Just taking time off. There's no conspiracy to this. Just taking some time off. I'll see you guys soon. Take care of yourself. Stop believing any other narrative. Right now, I debunked it. There's nothing going on. Don't believe these people. Don't write. Don't believe it. Nothing. I think he said in that, uh, if I recall correctly, because I watched this, he says, no opinion pieces. <laughs> he says, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. Everything is fine. You'll see me right back with AEW pretty soon. I'm just going to take some time. That's it. So I'll, I'll, I'll offer two things. Number one, that's the final word from Malachi Black. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. that's the official statement. Mm-hmm. Number two, fucking death threats, really, people? I know. Come on now. I, I fucking, you know, man, people are just the biggest pieces of shit. And we've seen, like, friends of ours uh in in internet wrestling media be targeted by people with the same kind of shit where they're just classless and and they 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 hop in somebody's dms and call them a piece of shit or whatever sean has to deal with stuff all the time on twitter 
uh, I mean, you and I have had, you know, a small degree of it, certainly not to the extent of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's awful. It's it absolutely is. awful. It is. It really is. It really is. Um, and whatever his contract situation may be, whatever the real scoop is, give the guy some breathing room, give the guy some space, and let him do his shit. Yep. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there, there's there's death threats, really? Really. People are just they're just fucking losers, man. It's um Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting going back to the doctrine. Yeah. It'll be interesting well, to see the do- the doctrine, you know, but it's it's in pencil. Uh it'll be interesting to see just going forward and we won't we won't know until it happens if it gets to the point where somebody publicly asks for their release and are granted it mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people give WWE shit and you know, it's it's when when AEW is being formed, people are giving WWE shit for not letting people go and go be released. When the shoe is on the other foot, will the reaction be the same? You know, kind of made sense that they wouldn't let them go. You know, it's like I I understand. Hey, they're they're not being used. They want to be used. Let them go. Just like the name change thing, I understand. I might not agree with it. I understand the philosophy behind it. Um, So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the fan reaction is if people start crowing publicly. You know, I mean, definitely, definitely. Buddy Matthews, another case. He 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 had that statement at the indie show. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Buddy and Malachi just take some time away. Yeah, um, you know, if if they ask for their release, then it obviously uh, isn't granted because apparently there's a doctrine. Mm, um, yeah, although it's not hard and fast, so mm-hmm. maybe at one point Tony Khan will change his mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, especially in the Malachi. Uh, case it's obvious that you know as he said in his initial instagram statement he's dealing with a lot of stuff in his life right now yeah um give him some space yeah absolutely uh one thing that we can totally obsess over and i think it's quite healthy is the white rabbit larson last night's raw was a blast it was a ton of fun lots of really really great wrestling lots of movement um and man the white rabbit stuff goes pretty deep i so i was up till midnight last night working on a wrestle juice video uh-huh. uh like talking about all this stuff and uh it is it's it's pretty goddamn impressive the lengths that they went to uh to sort of put all this stuff out there uh i mean clearly in my mind it's bray wyatt yeah but uh but the journey to get to bray wyatt and the idea of wrestlemania in april 80,000 people or whatever it's going to be singing Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit mm-hmm. is exciting to me, man. Yeah, that sounds this, like it's going to be pretty thrilling. Yeah, I, I thought I thought last night's Raw, Raw was a blast. I thought it was pretty solid. I just felt it was a bit talky. And again, from my perspective as someone who has to take notes and try to transcribe uh, for the most part what people say, it makes for a more uh, a longer experience, viewing experience. Mm-hmm, yeah, I like the Raws where, or any wrestling program where there's a lot of wrestling because there's there's less notes I have to take and I can just sit and watch and enjoy the show more. So yeah. it's something particular to my viewing experience. Um, but uh, no, I mean like their story development. Uh, we can dive into this the latest White Rabbit video. So d- during uh, Seth and Rey Mysterio's match, Dom walks down the ramp with a chair, and for a moment there's a QR code that flashes 
on the screen. It's like the most obvious QR code they've employed so far. All the other ones have been in the background. I think there was one attached to the commentary table last night too. Most of the other times they've been, you know, kind of in the background, not obvious. This was right in your face. Um, and when you scan it, it essentially sent you to a TikTok of uh, a montage of, of wrestlers, mostly WWE, but some from other companies under the WWE umbrella, so WCW, ECW, whatever. Uh, cut together, uh, asking the question, who killed the world? You did. Who killed the world? You did. Um, and and some th- feed, your, feed your head stuff, too. Yeah, and there was some coordinates there, and there was a zip code, which I believe, believe is the zip code of Corbin, Kentucky. So, yeah, there is a, a zip code 40701, which is Corbin, Kentucky, but it's also the home to White Rabbit Records. Mm-hmm. And if you go on YouTube and you look up White Rabbit Records, this was, this was the craziest aspect of it all. So there was a bunch of stuff. So number one, there was coordinates that led you to uh, this giant pink bunny in Coletto Fava, Italy. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and that was nutty. And then in the video, there was a zip code 40701, that took you to Corbin, Kentucky, um, which uh, uh, is the home of White Rabbit Records. If you go to White Rabbit Records on YouTube, this was the craziest thing. There's a there's a, a YouTube channel uh, called White Rabbit Records that has two videos on it, and one of them was one released by WWE. Well, it's clearly released by yeah, WWE. Yeah, it's involved in this code. stuff. Yeah, it has another zip code, which I think was the the location was like Wyndham, Wyndham, Maine. I think Maine. Okay. And uh, and there was like a sound. It was like it was like a three second video. It's like a sound of metal clinking metal or something. I, I still haven't figured out what that is. Um, but the crazy thing is the YouTube channel had been around since 2006. And the only other video on it was Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit uploaded 15 years ago. Uh, a segment on the Smothers Brothers show. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Um, now, I did uh, uh, our, our awesome friendo mods here, uh, J-Mart, Josh Martinez, uh, did a little bit of research using the Wayback Machine. Mm-hmm. And this YouTube channel uh, had been around since then. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, they used to post all sorts of uh, uh, psychedelic uh, music from the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, seemingly, WWE was able to purchase this ch- or, or, or somehow get the access to this yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then scrub everything else besides the Jefferson airplane. But I mean, the level of effort that would go into that Mm -hmm. seemingly would be more extensive than anything WWE would have done in the past. Oh yeah. The thing that I love about this so much, I mean, there's, there, look, there's a ton of white rabbit stuff. I said, I, I did a wrestle juice video where, where I sort of scratched the surface of it. But, um, the thing that I love about this is that it's the kind of thing that you and I have talked about so extensively and how WWE seems so stuck like four decades ago yeah. when it comes to how to present pro wrestling to a modern crowd. Yep. And it's like, I know you remember when lost was on the air Mm-hmm. And my God, the level of like fan interest in that show and how devoted people were uh, trying to figure out all the Dharma initiative stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And the closest thing I could think of with WWE was Chris Jericho's 2007 break the code stuff, Mm -hmm. which even WWE fumbled at the very end because like before the actual reveal of the code where it says Y2J, like you see Jericho lay somebody out and then they cut to like the, like backstage and then they cut to like the Tron and it shows up and then he shows up and it's like, God, they couldn't even get this right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But beyond that, all the other mysteries in WWE history has typically been like who hit stone cold with a car. Yeah, exactly. Who's a third man, bro. That was WCW. But I like that this kind of stuff, which this ARG stuff has been around for decades now with movies, you know, and TV shows, but Given how clever a lot of it is um, and how head scratching a lot of it is, I'm just happy to see that they're doing something fairly ambitious in this realm, which, you know, sort of modernizes to a degree their presentation. It's one aspect that's been modernized. I love that they're they're engaging people in a way where they get people talking about it. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like one of the biggest signs that okay yeah things are changing over there because they're doing creative stuff yeah yeah totally i mean everything about this in terms of the presentation feels very much like a bray wyatt production if you will oh absolutely yeah um you know and and i guess the question is 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 it all going to come together you know like the the white rabbit stuff is is interesting it's evocative gets you thinking it gets people talking now uh, the question is at least in my mind how is this all going to come together in terms of what we see on television? Um, I've said for a while that I feel like a lot of Bray's ideas kind of seem constrained by the tropes of professional wrestling. Um, and I'm curious to see if, if now that Vince isn't in charge, you know, he's so he was so wed to the old way of doing things in a lot of respects that if Triple H gives Bray a little bit more freedom in terms of crossing the divide between this approach to, to, to high concept in a lot of ways, cinematic stories with people settling their differences in a ring, you know, mm-hmm. the latter aspect seems pretty darn pedestrian compared to a lot of the ideas that Bray has had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they could cross that divide and actually come up with something interesting that kind of to a certain degree, I'm not going to say completely reinvents the language of professional wrestling, but at least modernizes it. That could be really interesting, but again, it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a situation where all right, is, it, is this is this a really interesting idea that is just going to lead to Bray coming back, or is this going to be a wholesale approach to how Bray is presented upon his return? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but, but the right now I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've knocked it out of the park on on so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know how, you know, Bray would go about reinventing pro wrestling, but, um, I'm definitely interested to see, I mean, I'm definitely interested to see, 
what they do with this. Um, and, you know, sometimes spectacle is so much and sometimes theatrics is so much. And at the end of the day, it's a couple of dudes running ropes. Um, and uh, yeah, and yeah. I don't know if if they can find a way. Honestly, like to me, it's not even necessarily he does all this stuff and then it's a couple of dudes running ropes. It's is he going to make his character interesting? Mm-hmm. You know, it's is is this going to be a character that I can invest in so that I give a damn once he's in there running ropes? Um, and if that's the case, if there's some sort of, I mean, because honestly, like from my perspective, it's like, man, there's there's a lot going on. Like, there's the idea that you know the first game of Hangman was referencing both Finn Balor and Edge and their current storyline, how he mm-hmm. was taking out his leg, mm-hmm. um, and and we saw Edge return last night. Um, so I don't know if this is like if he's if he is forming a coalition, if he's forming a faction. I love factions, mm-hmm. and if, if if that's the extent of it, it's like, hey, there's a faction that's going to put together some wins and do some cool stuff, and they're going to be a threat to to the stories. You know, to if they're going to introduce a new tension mm-hmm. to stories, that's kind of all I ask for. Just keep me engaged, just keep me interested, and you know, I understand that the blowoffs involve uh, running ropes, but the blowoffs to most you know the movies like that, like horror flicks. What's the blowoff to a horror flick? It's a bad guy facing a good guy. It's a horror villain yeah, facing a, conf- a good guy. It's a guy. confrontation, but usually the stakes are in in a horror film. The stakes are much higher than somebody eating a loss or, or scoring a win. You know, <laughs> usually someone is <laughs> usually yeah someone running for their life or trying to save their lives or lives of others. Yeah. You know, and and, yeah, and right. to take the the tropes of horror movies, which is what the fiend was. Yeah. Um, and then to again settle scores in the ring with pinfalls and such. I know Randy Orton lit him on fire and stuff. That's a little different. Um, and like you know, we to a degree defended the finish of the Hell in the Cell match against Seth Rollins because it made sense. He's a horror villain. Seth right. is trying to do what he has to do to survive Hell in a Cell. Oh, don't go! Don't take us down that road again. Oh, man. I'm going to. Um, and 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 if you look at it in a logical sense, outside the world of professional wrestling. When Seth effectively tries to murder the Fiend, the ref did the right thing saying, okay, this match can't continue because someone is going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at outside the scope of professional wrestling where that stuff doesn't, isn't ever taken into account. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I was with you back then, uh, but no, it, it was terrible. Larson, it was crap. Oh, come oh, on. gosh. Come on. <laughs> I don't want to get crapped on in the comments again. Come on, stand, uh, up, stand up for your beliefs. No way, man. And that crap. is what Steve's belief. That's what I believe. Uh, let's ask. This is this is the second biggest item. I mean, look, Candice LeRae returning was great. Yeah, that was cool. But what's up with the whammy signs last night? I saw one of them that was, what, th- two, three, four rows b- back from uh, ACAM? Yeah. It said something. I, did, I didn't catch what it said. So I saw two distinct whammy signs last night, and I swear I thought they were in very different locations. One was more center hard cam, and one was more towards right hard cam. Yeah. The first one that I saw looked like it was a playoff Sami Zayn. All right. I thought it was a whammy dressed up like Sami Zayn. And then it was Sami, but S-H-A-M-M-Y. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the other one just looked like the whammy, like the whammy image you can see online of a whammy just sort of leaning up against a wall or something. Yeah, I don't know. There seemed to be multiple whammy, multiple press your luck fans uh, at the show last night, which was weird to say the least. But hey, maybe Smashstone is becoming a thing. I don't know. Ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Um. Oh, another storyline that they're really harping on. Uh, they were last night. Was. 
and it's great because they're they're stressing the importance of factions now in WWE. Mm-hmm. Is that they're they're casting AJ as kind of this lone wolf? Yeah, not, right. Not Baron Corbin, but not Baron Corbin, but uh, not Slow Wolf, a, a guy who who's is not going to join a faction. Is going to you know try to navigate the landscape of WWE by himself. I guess that's mm-hmm. up to a point until they can bring the Good Brothers in. Yeah, yeah. Carl's got to go drop that Never title. Well, he just had a match uh, recently and didn't lose it, so he, there's an opportunity for him to do it there, and it didn't happen. So, Hey, can I get you guys by... I think uh, beat Tanahashi. Uh, can I get you guys in by... Jesus, really? I think so, yeah. What? Look at him. Man, They're really New Japan's really building him up for his WWE debut. Or return, I should say. Uh yeah no I don't know man them devil eggs are gonna be showing up soon, um but uh but yeah now I no I think it's great I think Judgment Day Judgment Day was all over Raw last night clearly Triple H loves Judgment Day and uh, and honestly I wasn't bugged by it I was like yeah man give me more Judgment Day I love these guys I think they're great mm-hmm. as in the words of Damian Priest we rule yeah uh, I thought I thought I thought they were pretty good last night you know instead of shoehorning them into a very particular thing which I'm still not entirely sure what it was what, under Edge. Um, it's it's pretty simple. They're 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 bad guys yeah. who have really good chemistry yeah. and are really starting to ooze a certain degree of cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we rule. You know, rather as long than just as, as long as yeah, talk about mountain of omnipotence. I know that was more of an Edge thing, but trying to have them fit into that, which wasn't mm-hmm, working. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. Well, what did I say? You just you just have them be themselves, but yeah. dicks. You know, yeah. everybody loves that. That's how Bullet Club was over. It, they were just themselves, but just dicks. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, let's just go ahead and kick it off because there was a lot going on last night. Uh, kicked off with the Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss promo. Bianca said, "You know, I really consider challenging Bailey tonight. Why wait for Extreme Rules? But then I remember that Bailey would never make it about the two of us. And even if Bailey accepted my challenge, she wouldn't come alone." See, she learns from her mistakes. She said, I learned from my mistakes, and it was not about to be three-on-one again, especially not after last week. Bailey should have faced Alexa one-on-one, but Io and Dakota had to interfere again because Bailey can't fight her battles alone. If Bailey wants my title at Extreme Rules, good luck, because my girls are going to make sure that it stays one-on-one between me and Bailey. Mm-hmm. So damage control comes out. Bailey tells Bianca that I thought you would have learned your lesson last week. It's not just about you because it's bigger than that. She says, or it's not just about me because it's bigger than all that. She says, Bianca, has you've been groomed to be in this position. You're handpicked and trained on how to be a champion, but I trained myself, and I've wanted to do this since I was 12 years old. I said I was going to take over WWE, and that's exactly what I've been doing. She said, you've been thriving, and you've accomplished all these things, but you were, I was picked. No, she, no way. Bianca was she, picked. Bianca was picked. She was chosen. Yeah, then Bianca says, no, everything I've accomplished, I've earned. Nothing's been handed to me. Uh, she's where she's at because I've been showing up and showing out. Where have you been, Bailey? Rehabbing? Uh, sorry that you got injured, but I'm not sorry that you came back when I was champ. And I'm not going to downplay my accomplishments to meet you at a level you're comfortable with. So then Bailey says, yeah, you're right. I got injured. I was hurt. Uh, I wasn't able to walk for 10 months, but I taught myself how to walk again and how to run again, and I pinned Bianca class, something no one had accomplished in 300 days, so everything you accomplished, Bianca, was because I was injured and not here, so you need to fall in line like everybody else. And Bianca says, no, you were here when I was at the top of my game. When I main event WrestleMania, you were here. And the last match we had, we were hitting a KOD on a ladder at Hell in a Cell. Uh, she says, I get why Bailey 
uh, came back with EO and, and Dakota because uh, Bailey wasn't ready to face a champ like me alone. And Bailey's like, we're not talking about the past now. Uh, I'm sick of you running your mouth, and you just gave me a great idea. I feel like winning the Raw Women's title in a ladder match. And Bianca goes, sounds good. Uh, but since I can't have you, uh, I'm going to get extreme with EO tonight. And that match was next. First, we get a quick shot of Sammy and Solo showing up at the arena. Sammy still wearing that honorary Oos shirt. He had sunglasses. It looked like it was a big dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we have Bianca Belair versus EO Sky. This was good stuff. I understand a lot of people were, according to our chat anyways, people were upset that EO didn't get more of her shit in. Uh, Bianca won this clean with a KOD. Um, and uh, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of you know uh, attempts at interference and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Bianca got the win here. Uh, after that, we had a Ray Mysterio interview. Uh, Ray said, uh, "You know, uh, Kevin, you're a father. There's no feeling like holding your newborn, wanting to give them the world and watching them grow up. Always wanting the best for them. He says, I'll always love my son, and I won't fight him. But last week, when he had that chair in hand and looked at, and when I had that chair in my hand and looked at Dom." I wondered what happened to that kid I raised because I don't recognize the man he's become. I know that he's that's not my son. That's re-manipulating his heart and his mind, but he can't let that sway his focus. He says, tonight I step into the ring with Seth, and I need to be at my best. He says, I know what a savage Seth is. Yes, Seth took, Seth took his eye out. Uh, he says, Seth wanted to do more than injure Riddle with that steel chair. He says, uh, he might have I might have mercy for his flesh and blood, and with everything going on in his head right now, uh, I won't show any mercy yeah, for yeah. Seth freaking Rollins. Yeah. Uh, then we're backstage. Uh, Miz is standing at some sort of display of Edmonton Oilers gear. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because um, they're in Edmonton. Um, so he's lecturing his new security team. And he offers them up uh, quite a prize package if they can apprehend uh, Dexter Lewis. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, including a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Gift cards accepted at most department stores, a pre-owned vehicle, and career advice from himself. He says, I don't want huge, bulky security guards. I wanted smart, stealthy security guards, and so I chose all of you. You're just not elite security professionals. You are Misforce. Now go find Loomis and make sure he's not here. Oh, he says, make sure he who should not be named. He yes. will not say the name. You will not say the name. That is but true. the name Misforce is amazing. It is pretty <laughs> I was, good. I was legitimately cracking up here. This was really funny stuff. It was. Uh, after that, we had Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio. Seth opened up with a promo. He says, welcome to Monday Night Rollins. He is so over right now. Oh, he really is. Uh, he says, you know, I should be standing here as new United States champion, but there's one reason I'm not, and that reason has a name. I don't want to say it out loud. He says, but I'm not U.S. champ right now because of Matt Riddle. He says, last week I had Lashley dead to rights, and Riddle forced uh, me to take my eye off the ball for one second. And it cost me. He says, Riddle's been a thorn in my side for months, but it cost me for the last time because we finished it at Extreme Rules inside Fight Pit. He says, you know, I got to be honest. This past week, I've heard the whispers. Nobody thinks I stand a chance inside Fight Pit. The world says this is Riddle's type of match. And uh, I, I had to come. Ho- I had to go home, and, and I came to the harsh conclusion that I'm Seth freaking Rollins, so it doesn't matter what kind of match it is. Ha, ha, ha. He said it could be a cage match, hell in a cell, tables match, ladders match. I've been in every type of match you can imagine, but I've won them all because I'm as good as Riddle is inside that cage because I got because there's nothing compared to me because I got something Riddle will never have, and that's this. And he points at his at his brain. 
He says, I've got an Einstein level acumen at the fight game. So extreme rules might be my first time in the fight pit, but after the dust settles, Riddle's going to be flat on his back and the world's going to be singing my song and calling me the king of the fight pit. I know Riddle's back there watching and I hope he's taking notes because I'm about to give Ray the beating. Uh, He's too much of a coward to give his own son. And it was great because during Ray's entrance, Seth started mocking the eye thing. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, This was a really fun bout. Uh, Seth gets the win here thanks to some distractions from Dom and Rhea. Uh, Hits uh, Ray with a stomp. And then rather than pin him there, he puts on a submission hold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Touting his fight fight game bonafides. A Peruvian necktie. And, And Ray passes out. So we go backstage, Riddle's watching, and Lashley taps him on the shoulder. And he says to Riddle, hey, good luck tonight against Priest. I heard what Seth uh, said about fighting in the cage. And uh, you and me, we know what it's like. You either get tapped out, you get knocked out. Mm-hmm. And that's what Seth, Seth is afraid of. Don't let Seth get away from this one. Riddle mm-hmm. says, oh, I'm going to knock him out or submit him. Seth isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and Lashley says, you know, I know you wanted to help last week. Don't inter- ever interfere with my matches again. And Riddle's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, bro, I'm Super sorry, sorry, bro. Yeah, I loved going back to that Seth match really quick. I wish it was the most casual drop kick to start that match. Because, oh, like, Ray, Ray sort of saunters down. Like, he's obviously got a lot in his mind. And there was mm-hmm. a bit that they did during the match where, like, Dom Dom is there watching ringside. And, oh, he and does that's the how thing the, where he puts the chair at Ray's mm-hmm. feet and tells him to hit him with it. Yeah. yeah, he's like, hit me, and Ray does, and that leads to the finish. But uh, but no, when Ray just saunters into the ring and Seth starts to take his jacket off and he just sort of goes from sauntering to dropkick, I don't know. It was pretty funny. Anyway, It was pretty funny. And, and Dom and Seth had a nice moment when Dom came out and Seth's like, okay, whoa, what's going on? And Dom just goes yeah. to Seth and pats him on the back. Yeah, yeah, after, you know, Seth. I think Seth was the one who, like, destroyed him with that kendo stick. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, uh, so we get a quick shot of Team Panda Express. Gargano and Owens walking backstage. They walk past one of the Miz Force who is laid out by the man who shall not be named. Yeah, yeah. And then we get that match, Alpha Academy versus uh, Panda Express, Kevin Owens and Johnny Gargano. Yeah. There is somebody on Twitter. This was hilarious. There was like a clip from their 2014 promo from mm-hmm. PWG. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Kevin Owens in the middle of the promo says, he's got his hand on my waist right now. And, and Gargano oh, yeah. like takes yeah. his hand off his waist. And he's like, no, put it back, put it back there. Because they're talking about how good friends they are. Yeah. And then somebody showed the clip on Twitter at the start of this match. Gargano put his hand around yeah, his waist. Kevin Owens is standing on the ring steps looking at the crowd, and, and Gargano puts his hand on his waist and points to the crowd. Yeah. It's those little things. I know. That's pretty funny. Yeah. That is pretty funny. Uh, this is a really fun bout. Uh, uh, Kevin Owens, of course, they're in Canada. Uh, got a great reception. Uh, it was seemingly set up for him to win. Uh, they get the win. Uh, eventually, he and Otis end up out on the floor. Uh, Otis clears off the announce table. He charges Owens. Owens moves, so Otis runs into the ring post. Uh, Kevin Owens super kicks Otis onto the announce table. Follows with a elbow off the barricade to put Otis through the commentary table. Uh, this leads to Gargano hitting a one final beat to get the win. Uh, Gargano and Owens are a really fun tag team. I don't know if they're going to be a pair. Uh, Long term or not, um, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if John, John. kind of gets sidetracked with the feud against Theory. Yeah, um, seems like that's going to be the case. Yeah, uh, but man, what a fun tag team! At least they got to <laughs> have their one match together, you know? Because they did. Before. They 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 get to have that. They got to have that. 
they there was a, a backstage I think during Raw talk also where uh, you know it was nothing it was just them but you know every time they get a chance to sort of just riff off each other you know he was like oh my god that's right your wife came back huh that's crazy and he was like yeah I don't know why I'm hanging out with you my wife is here <laughs> we need to go hang out with her yeah I'll go hang out with Candice oh that's great yeah it's pretty funny stuff that's great uh, then we're backstage AJ is walking he walks past another one of uh, Miss Force laid out. And then Kevin Patrick rolls in for an interview. He asks, oh, AJ, why did you reject Judgment Day? So AJ says, you know, has everybody forgotten what Judgment Day did to me? It's more Edge. It was Edge Judgment Day. It's a different Judgment Day, AJ. Different Judgment Day. Anyways, he continues. To get respect, you got to give respect. I've been on my own for a while. And he turns, and then Finn's standing there. And Finn's like, hey, I come in peace. Yeah. I'm your friend. We all know the importance of having friends around here, right? We, Judgment Day, have achieved so much already, but with AJ and Finn together, that could change the business again. So Finn says to AJ, you have a match against Sammy, right? Sammy has backup with Solo, so we'd like to offer you an olive branch. And AJ's like, oh, you want to watch my back, huh? And Finn shakes his head, yeah. And AJ just says, I'll watch my own back. I'll watch my own back. I got the good brothers. They're coming in. Carl Anderson's got that never title. He's on a roll. He just beat Tanahashi. He just beat the ace. He just beat the ace, but he'll drop it. Maybe they'll give it to House of Torture. I don't know. Oh, man. He's going to come. Dick Togo. Show up. Never open weight champ. Oh, Are you kidding? Easy. Easy. Uh, after that, we had Theory and Alpha Academy backstage. Theory's like, what the hell happened? I thought you guys were the master of the Gable method of success. Where was the success? Yeah. <laughs> this is really funny stuff. And Gable says, uh, you know, man, Otis hasn't been 100% since his match with Braun. If it wasn't for Braun poking his nose in our business all the time, We'd have uh, we'd have schooled KO and, and Gargano, and how this sort of puts his head down. Like, yeah. Uh, so Theory says uh, he says we got to get even because Gargano wasn't going to embarrass me twice in a dump like Canada. And then Theory's phone rings, and he answers, and he's like, uh, "It's for you." And he hands it over to Gable. Now, early it's not in your notes here, but he had uh, slagged off Braun's name. He called him like a big dork or something like that i forget what he said yeah and it's braun he says oh so i'm a big dork am i and uh he says how about next week we put that to the test in a match in saint paul it's i know your hometown and that way they won't have to fly your body home for your funeral and then gable goes (laughs) yeah he goes shush 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 please And then he hands the phone back over to Theory. They stop caring about Gable, but Gable's just shitting himself the rest of the entire segment. And so Theory says, man, you got this. He says, but Gargano tried to get Big Dog Otis. So next week, it's going to be Otis, the tree trunk, versus Johnny Wrestling. And it's going to be his last match. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Gable's still over there crapping his pants. (laughs) Yeah, shoosh, please. Shoosh, shoosh. Hey. Hey. you Call me a big dork. Yeah. Uh, then we had Amos taking on Greg Lester and Joey Gibson. Amos mm, wins If you this. hate Gibson, choose off. Uh, and then he puts both uh, Lester and Gibson on the announce table and then just stands over them and screams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was going to do something. I thought so, table, too. But... I thought he was going to choke bomb one of them on the other on top of the announce table. Didn't no, happen. man. Apparently uh, then we're backstage. Miz walks uh, into that same room where all the Edmonton Oilers gear is and notices that the entirety of Miz Force has been laid out. He's mad, understandably. Uh, and then he backs up, and then he realizes that Dexter Loomis is behind him. He's all dressed in an Oilers uniform, so he takes off the helmet, uh, stands behind Miz, hits Miz in the gut with a stick, and then breaks the stick, hockey stick, over his back. 
sits next to Miz, puts him in silence, and after Miz passes out, just kind of strokes his, his, his face gently. This shit's funny. I don't know why. Like, it's so, it, they just do the same thing all the time, but it's fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I know. It's pretty funny. Uh, after that, we had uh, Nikki A.S.H. versus the returning and Raw debuting Candice LeRae. Pretty great. Awesome. Awesome to see that. Next week, we're getting Candice versus Dakota Kai, that'll I think. Be awesome. Yep. So that'll be great. Uh, Candice gets the win here after Miss LeRae's wild ride. Uh, Nikki just sits in the corner after the loss, takes off her mask, and is very sad. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if this is going to be the end of, uh, of Nikki A.S.H. I mean, this isn't the first time she took her mask off. She threw it at Dewdrop a few weeks ago. She back. seems to take it off quite a bit lately. And then yeah. she was on NXT like the following week. Yeah. Uh, so then we're backstage. Finn is telling Judgment Day, hey, trust me, AJ is going to come around. And then Kevin Patrick steps in and for an interview again. Uh, he talks to Priest. He asks him, uh, are you going to hold back against your old friend Riddle? And Rhea just looks at Kevin Patrick and says, what kind of dumbass question is that? <laughs> He's like, what am I supposed to say to that, Kevin? Yeah, I'm going to hold back? Of course not. Not only am I not going to hold back, I'm going to have zero remorse for what I do to Riddle tonight. He is my former friend, but Judgment Day is my crew. It's my family. Rhea said it time and time again. We run raw. The only thing I see Riddle running is his brain into the clouds again. Look at him. Most of the last year, Riddle was pretending to be someone else. And now Seth has Riddle so confused, he thinks he's back in the UFC. Yeah, he says, uh, Riddle's not a viper. He's not a cage fighter, and he sure as hell isn't his friend. Isn't my friend. Like everyone else, Riddle will fall, while Judgment Day will rise. Nothing personal, bro. We rule. We rule. <laughs> Man, we rule. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was good stuff. Then we had Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles. Speaking of good stuff, a really fun match between these two. Oh, my God, dude, the story and even commentary brought it up. Sammy was busting out shit we haven't seen in ages. I think some of these moves I have not seen him do in WWE. I mean, honestly, if it's not a, a brain buster on the top turnbuckle. Mm. I would not be shocked to see that at some point That'd soon be because the idea is now with all the confidence of having the bloodline accept him truly. I know. As honorary. He Oost, feels this like guy, he's unbeatable. He is lighting it up in the ring. Yep. Now it did take. Solo Sokoa giving AJ Styles and Urinaki on the yeah. fucking apron. Yeah. But Sami Zayn was able to get the Haluba kick on uh, AJ Styles to get yep. the win here. Yep. But, uh, man, this was a fun match, dude. Fun. This was Sami Zayn doing Sami Zayn's And this is pro wrestling how I like it. You're telling, mm -hmm. the, you're telling stories in the ring. You got mm -hmm. the story of Sami being super confident now that he is officially honorary use. You got the dynamic between him and Solo. You got AJ who's put himself in the position where he doesn't want any backup mm -hmm. and suffers the consequences from it, from that 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 philosophy because that's that's how he takes the L. He's got no one having his back while well, Sammy does. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yep. So anyways, after the match, Judgment Day walked down to the ramp. Finn says, it pains me to see you like this, AJ, because I can't help but think if you had accepted our offer, the outcome of this match might have been a little bit different, a little bit different. He says, you deserve so much better than this, AJ. So uh, so they get in the ring, and Finn says, you know, seeing I'm a fair and generous person, I'm asking you as a friend to rise up and join Judgment Day. So AJ stands up. Finn throws up a two-sweet. AJ acts like he's going to do it and then gives Finn the finger. Well, Pat. And then uh, Judgment Day attacks AJ. Uh, Finn puts a chair around AJ's neck and fakes like he's about to stomp on it. Mm -hmm. And then he stops and says, ah, I could have ended it all right there for you, but I'm your friend, and that's not what friends do. Ooh, 
I like that they let AJ throw up the middle finger. I know. <laughs> Sometimes they won't even let people do that. I know. Uh, after that, we had uh, Oscar, Alexa, and Bianca backstage. Candace walks by, and she's like, hey. She says, uh, 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 she said, I hope that you, talking to Bianca, says, I hope you shut Bailey up at Extreme Rules. Uh, Bianca congratulates Candace on her win tonight, and then Damage Control step up. And Bailey tells them to shut up. Compliments are just jealousy in disguise. And as they're walking away, Candace says, well, bullies are just cowards in disguise. And Bailey says, you know, I bet you're feeling real confident after one win, but we can change that. Dakota Kai tells Bailey, she's, uh, you got extreme rules to worry about. Candace tells Dakota Kai, she says, uh, she says, well, I don't. And then Bailey says, uh, you know, you're new. We're in control. So if you want to match against Dakota Kai, I'll have to wait till next week. And I'll see you, Bianca, at extreme rules. And then we got our main event, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Taking on Matt Riddle. Priest working was, over Riddles. What's that? I was going to say it was Matt Riddle's Judgment Day. Yeah. Uh, Priest was working over Riddle's back early. He, like, suplexed him on top of the barricade. Yeah, man. That looked yeah. like yeah. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this is, a, this is a really fun it match. It was a really fun match. So then uh, eventually uh, Riddle gets the, the upper hand. Um, Judgment Day gets involved. Finn gets on the apron to distract uh, Riddle after he hits a jumping knee. So then Priest is looking for a slam, and then Riddle reverses that into a cradle to get the win. Judgment Day's in the ring immediately start beating down Riddle. Uh, Priest hits Riddle with a choke slam. Edge, you think you know me. You think He's you know back. Me. He runs down the ring. He spears Priest. He does this does this run here. Yeah, he turns to Dom. Rhea pulls Dom out of the ring. Finn eats a spear too. Edge takes the mic and says, Judgment Day, you've been trying to finish me again and again, but I always come back. Even if it takes me nine years, I always come back. I don't quit. So I challenge you, Finn, for the first time ever, Edge versus Finn is going to be I quit match. And Finn just go, come on, let's do it. I quit. Come on, let's do it. Reese's pie. Reese's pie. Do it. Yeah, I like this. This had like such a sense of urgency to it. Like when Finn first goes after Edge when he gets in the ring, Finn fucking swings for the fences and misses yeah. and tumbles down. Yeah. I just like it, man. I like there's just a sense of urgency to Raw again, you know? Nothing yep. meanders. It just keeps on moving, keeps on moving. It does. It does. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. I have a yeah. thread right here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A variety of reward tiers. You can check out our bonus show. Uh, this week, our bonus show is actually going to be on Thursday uh, because uh, we just got the Numbers Don't Lie survey yeah, up today, on, so we want to give... That's on me. Internet went down yesterday, time. mid-show, and then I just forgot to finish doing it. want to give that time to breathe, but we also exactly. have recap uh, question threads here. Yes. So well, I, uh, I, I yeah. think we got something pretty special also planned for Overrun in addition to Numbers Don't Lie. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm, I'm hoping we get some good stuff out of this. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Are we going to do that on Overrun, or is that just going to be for Friendo Club TV? Either or. Let's do that specifically for Friendo Club TV. All right, because Fair for enough. the audio crowd, for uh, for yeah, they, yeah, they won't be able to. It's not much there for the audio crowd. And there's a lot to talk about these days. Anyways, yeah. uh, before we get started, I want to give uh, a quick plug to uh, uh, my new Steve Thunder shirt. Mm-hmm. So a lot of you have been enjoying the Steve Thunder series that Rob has been editing, and I, I put out a shirt, and it's on MF Shop here. Dot com and on the front you got a little picture of Steve Thunder's face and then on the back you got this giant can of you get a can of peaches you guys want some peaches it's there and you get that you get a little uh, little Steve Thunder sticker right here you can put you know wherever and then you get like a little little postcard here uh, but you know I got this uh, 
I got this this cat that's really sick, Larson, and I need money for that. So if you guys can open up your wallets and your hearts, you know, I can I can help my, Wait, my sick cat. I got this sick cat that I'm trying to raise money for. A so sick yeah, cat. It's, it's real sick. Yeah, yeah, it's got like a, a busted. Uh, I mean, I was over there yesterday. I didn't realize yeah. there was a cat there. Oh, I've never talked about my cat to you. Never. You're like my best friend. I've never mentioned my never sick cat. Never mentioned a cat. It's so sick. It is so horribly sick. I feel sick. like I would have heard about a sick cat if there were a sick cat there. Oh, well, that's what I'm talking about it right now. I need so, you know, please buy a shirt. It'll help out a very sick cat. Yeah. And tomorrow you find out what other thing I'll, I'll need money for. <laughs> My cat is sick. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't have a I don't have a cat. Don't feel don't guilty. <laughs> don't buy the shirt out of guilt. Buy it if you want the fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, Nick's third nipple here asked, y'all think that Edge and AJ make their own faction together to combat Judgment Day? That'd be uh, interesting because AJ apparently blames Judgment Day for everything that Edge did to him when he started Judgment Day. Yeah, that's a little too... I just want the good brothers to come in. I want, yeah, that look, seems like a bridge too far. I manifested Sami Zayn getting his Roman entrance. I got that. Now I want Carl. I know this is an, a lot to ask, wrestling gods. It is. I want Carl Anderson to wear his Never title into the WWE. That's, That's what a I massive want. ask, Steve. Massive. It's too big. It's too big. It's. I'm being greedy now. I'm being greedy. That's what I want, though. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, not now, Mike asks, will WWE ever let talent do indie shows like AEW does with Defy, or are they always going to be held exclusively? It's going to be the latter for the most part, like 99% of the time. Um, I think part of what WWE... I, I think there's a lot that goes into it. Risk of injury. You know, even, even people that are on smaller deals on the main roster are making pretty good money for the most part. It's my understanding. Um, uh, and also, I don't know if how WB would feel about their wrestlers appearing on s at s smaller shows for fear of making the wrestler not look as they always are always very, very clear about the delineation between pro wrestler and WB superstar, you know, WB superstar, that's you're top of the industry, you know, and if someone who's at the top of the industry is to appear at a, 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 a relatively small indie show, it might dull the star power of said WB superstar. Yeah, and I don't think that's something they're really interested in. There, no. I mean, there'll be like special occasions where, yeah, they'll do something. You know, for example, like uh, Ric Flair's last match. And, okay, fine. You want to do something there? Go ahead. That's I'll just an even, example. I'll be honest with you. I'll even believe that when I see it. Um, I, 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 I don't see them doing anything like that. But it's, look, anything's possible. I think all the points you made about why they wouldn't do that are, are totally true. They don't want to make their people seem smaller. They, I mean, especially under Vince, but I even think Triple H um, is like, hey, why would you, we, we pay you guys really good? You're on this huge platform. There are way too many X factors out there. Yeah. Now, if it's a if it's a promotion like they had that arrangement with like Progress or Evolve, um, back in the or I'm day, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Evolve was what I was thinking of. Um, then yeah, but at that point, I think WWE basically owned Evolve. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I I don't see, I don't see them doing that. I'd I be really pretty don't. surprised. It has to be a very particular situation. If it's like, man, I'm trying to think, like if they did. Cause yeah, Ric Flair's last match. Cause but I know Flair. Flair had said that him and Triple H had had a bit of a falling out mm -hmm. over the name thing. I think. Oh, the man, trademark stuff. The man, trademark stuff. He said yeah. they had a falling out there. Um, 
if if there's like some sort of maybe memorial thing, like a charity memorial thing that was maybe run by like Road Dog, somebody in house mm-hmm. was putting on a show, then I could see maybe they could pull some strings, but it would be really, really, yeah. It has to be a very particular special situation, I think, for them. Super to, special, yeah. For them to do it, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Lord Ziffer, what is the bigger match? DIY and Candace versus Street Profits and Bianca. That's a really big match. Or Johnny and Candace versus Seth and Becky. The bigger match. I mean, if you want to elevate John and Candace to the main event, you do the, the Seth Becky one. one. That's the latter one. It's got the it's got the two biggest stars in it, mm-hmm. Seth and Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Shavon here asks, I know it won't happen, but when the inevitable happens with Sammy getting kicked out of the bloodline, how cool would it be if he was a successful bloodline hunter, which culminates in him beating Roman for the title? Um, I think, you know, that's a, I thought we were, what was that? Was maybe that's something maybe we can talk about on overrun on Thursday. Mm. Sammy, you know, dude, we'll talk about it now, I guess. Sammy should be the one. Sammy should be the one. Um, because the story at this point is so fucking deep, wouldn't it be weird for just somebody to show up and then be the guy? Like, shouldn't it be somebody inside? Well, like somebody in the bloodline, the story that's being built up? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But I kind of feel like based on how hard they're going with the beef between Jay and Sammy. It's going to be Sammy, whether it's Sammy and Kevin Owens or Sammy and somebody else beating the Usos for the tag titles. That's going to be what Sammy ultimately gets out of getting kicked out of the bloodline. It's going to be the tag titles. I don't, I mean, I agree with you. I think the story's there for him to beat Roman and, and for it to make sense and, and to feel really satisfying. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like at this juncture, it's going to be his, his reward for all of this at the end is going to be tag titles. I think you're right. No, I, I absolutely think you're right. And I think that they will I think that they will tell this story in a way that that will be good enough. But my God. Because it's not it gonna to be, be Roman personally that's gonna be the one that's gonna betray Sammy. It's gonna be Jay. Whenever Jay gets the opportunity to beat the hell I mean, Roman might give the word. So Jay's gonna be the one that's gonna be laying it in though. What if they get to the point where they do a turnaround on Jay though? Like, could you imagine if like Jay is Jay is the one the entire time who's like anti anti Sammy, and the second he's like, oh man, Sammy saved my ass in some way, shape, or form, in some massive way, and then the bloodline wants to turn on him. Maybe Jay's the guy that protects him. I don't know. They're telling this story in such a fucking good way that I'm like, man, it seems goofy at this point. It's kind of like how you talk about Bray being like, it's like, man. This guy's like a horror movie aficionado guy. He should be the next John Carpenter or whatever, and he's going to be running ropes. This story has been told so much. It feels kind of goofy now for adrenaline in my soul. Who wins the rumble? Cody Rhodes. And then just come in and beat Roman. Whoever does beat Roman, they need to incorporate that big time into this story. Yes. Going If Cody comes back, he needs to feature prominently within this story for months. Mm-hmm. For that to for the, for that to make sense, Casey ninety one twenty nine asked, "What was the main event for of your first in person wrestling show, and where was it?" Casey said, "Mine was Sid versus Vader 
in September of 96 from the Saginaw Civic Center. Another first live wrestling show I went to was a Raw January 98 before the Royal Rumble. After the Royal Rumble. It's after the Rumble. Wow. Might have been the week after the Rumble. And so it wasn't a match in the main event. It was Stone Cold promo main event segment. Mm, okay. <laughs> what? Where's Where's Ann Larson? I hear he's in the crowd. It's his birthday. My birthday's not in January. Don't call my birthday's not late January. What are you talking about? What? Um, my first. What was the question? My my first live wrestling show. Yeah. Oh, is at the Davis uh, Event Center, I believe, in Davis, California, the campus of UC Davis. I think mine was that was one of the nitros we went to. The one in uh, in Arco. It might have been. What was when did Steiner turn into Big Papa Pump? That was like. That was 98 at some point, wasn't it? Probably. Cause that was I remember we were at the we were at the first one where he wore white attire. Yeah. When he when he I think he had dyed his hair. I forget. Yeah. Maybe maybe his hair hadn't been dyed yet, but he had like he 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 joined the NWO. Scott Steiner joins NWO date. Let's see if um February ninety eight. All right. So about a month it after been the Raw. Yeah. February twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. Because I don't think I went to that Raw with you. Mm-mm. But I would have gone to his. I the first RAW I went to was after Jericho had come back, so ninety nine at some point. Gotcha. Was my first RAW. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had both. We had good seats for that that Nitro. We were on the floor along the ramp. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, that was a good. That was a that was a fun show. Yeah. Um. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us for today. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. I think the Enforcer and I are gonna do an NXT watch along tonight over at twitch.tv forward slash mf Steve. Here, I got this cat that I've got is so busted up. So if y'all can buy Hold this on, shirt, that'd was, be awesome. I thought it was sick. Oh, it's busted up inside outside. It's it's fucked up beyond belief. And then Lacey just set it on fire, which was crazy. <laughs> that beeping going on. I like Robin, Robin here said St- Steve went to go check on that fire the way Sting makes a save. There we go. You're like Jeff Hardy making the save out of his brother. I'm surprised you weren't dancing out the room. Yeah. Uh, there's no there's no sick cats, anybody. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.